0: You're listening to the Bob and Bo Show. Here, are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ty Bob. We're joined by Ty Bo and Sean. Coming back to you at the beginning of Super Wild Card Weekend. It's super now. It's not just Wild Card Weekend, folks. It is now Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: Just because and they added got... an extra Wild Card
0: Exactly. And they might do another one next year. We'll have to see how this all plays out after this season. But we've got six games slated for Super Wild Card Weekend to get us through into the divisional round. Um, some injuries that will definitely impact these games, some news coming up about coaching. Um, but while this is super wild card weekend and there will be some heavy matchups, some heavyweight teams, I think Tybo's got a new top five for us.
2: I like it. That's good. Um as Ty Bob has so slyly alluded to my top fives are my favorite wrestlers. It's WWF WWE ECW. Yeah. Not EC2. the real wrestling, not the real wrestling. No, this is the real Fake wrestling.
0: Wrestling. I
2: Jordan Burroughs better be on your list then. <laughs> uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'd, I'd put anybody over uh Jaden Cox. Yeah, Jaden Cox is my guy. Uh, but anyways, my my top five favorite wrestlers. I have uh, the only thing that kept coming to my mind when I was when I was trying to generate my list was tag teams. So my honorable mention uh, is some of my favorite tag teams. Um, you know, DX, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. That was great TV, telling people to suck it. You know,
1: got so many stuff. kids in trouble at school.
2: Yeah, well, me included. (laughs) The Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba Ray and Devon. Uh, They had uh, there was another Dudley that was in the ECW days, and Spike Dudley. They would have him as a as a three man tag. Um, The Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, high flying, electric matches, Uh, and then very personal favorite of mine, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. if they ever had a tag name, I can't think of it. So if y'all know, let me know. Uh, but moving into my top five is some well-known, some not well-known, mostly well-known, I would say. Number five is probably my least well-known, uh, Tajiri. Ooh. A little Asian dude that like spit this green stuff in people's faces. Uh, I don't know, gimmicky kind of guy. Uh, had some had similar moves to Rey Mysterio because he was that type of body type. Um, however, I did watch a video recently where uh, somebody who had interviewed William Regal one time was like, "Tajiri's this weird dude in person and terrible to be around." Like William Regal and Tajiri got paired up as a tag team, but it was kind of weird. Uh, but I I always thought he was entertaining. Uh, number four, another very entertaining guy, Rob Van Dam. Old RVD. Uh, one of two wrestlers on my list uh, that did a frog splash. Um, leading me into my number three, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> uh, I had a little phase in elementary school where I was like walking around, Le Raza! like just trying to like, sound in Trying to sound like Eddie Guerrero, so I nothing close to like a a cholo or anything like that. Just a, like a really weird sounding little white kid. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Eddie 100%. Guerrero, for inspiring that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, I practiced uh, his finishing move all the time uh, in my basement and on the trampoline. Uh, Booker T. He had to get the spinner Rooney in there and then the scissor kick, uh, that was my shit. Five time, five time, five time WCW. You know what I'm talking about. Booker T, didn't like him as King Booker though. That was bad. Booker T is my shit. King Book, we don't have to talk about that. My number one, I also, I like his brother. I love The Undertaker, but he doesn't make my top five. This was, I mean, Kane was my guy. Kane was the guy I used in the video games. Uh, Kane, I rooted for Kane all the time. He was very invested in all his storylines. Um, don't know how a guy that looks like Kane ends up with someone like Lita um, and even has a competition with a guy that looks like Edge. Um, but I was all for it. You know, Let, let's, you know, go ugly guy. You know, that's, That was that was who I sympathized with. So, uh, but uh, his real name is Glenn Jacobs, and he's like the mayor of some town in Tennessee, um, which is pretty cool. Wrestler turned politician. Fun fact: He also did a horror movie. He's a he's a he's a he's a Hollywood guy.
1: One time Hollywood guy.
2: One time Hollywood guy. Not he's not a sellout you know like Cena Batista and The Rock he just did one movie
1: and got out Cena's gotten better as an actor further he's gotten away from WWE though
2: I did like Peacemaker that was funny I want to see more of that I also want to see Kane choke chokeslam Peacemaker because that would be cool
1: <laughs> okay Kane with or without the mask
2: with that's when I mean that's when I really fucked with him that's when I that's when I really got into him but into him into him yeah
0: well you two wrestling fans will be very excited uh, if and when we get to speak to friend of the show uh coach josh carraway uh who has made his move away from coastal carolina he is now at liberty university where uh malik willis went i uh, got to coach against him
2: a year ago uh but he is a he massive about how much fan. he didn't like it so he's, he's yeah moving on up <laughs> yeah. well
0: he is a massive wrestling fan so maybe you guys get to geek out a little bit with him uh if and when he gets to come back on the show But now we're doing things a little bit different this week. The Chiefs are not playing, so we're just going to bring you the one show. Um, We'll be back with our normally – scheduled programming next week as the chiefs come in as the number one seed and get the buy along with the eagles but that means uh that we've got a few more teams that are going to play this week we'll get into that shortly uh but there is some shaking up going around the nfl right now we'll get through uh uh some things that have come out this week uh from Ari miravi tweeted out earlier uh, uh um Uh, I believe on Monday he did uh, let us know that the Colts uh, general manager, Chris Ballard, uh, is keeping Jeff Saturday on as a candidate for the full-time head coaching position that they have there in Indianapolis. A lot of people thought he'd be a one-and-done guy. I thought he did okay. I mean, it was a pretty improbable position that he got put into. No quarterback. Your running back's down for the year. Everybody's – you have no shot at going anywhere with this team. I thought for what he was given um, under the circumstances, he did okay.
1: Okay? His one win was against the Raiders. He led up a 33-point comeback, the biggest in NFL history, and he couldn't beat the Texans in the year?
0: I mean, your you're starting quarterbacks are Matt Ryan, Nick Foles – and some dude from Texas who was never any good named Sam Ellinger. And you're the number one the league league's last year number one running back, Jonathan Taylor, is out. What more should you exceed? I would expect that team to have won zero games with or without him?
1: They could have won at least two with without him. No. I don't think he'll be the head
0: coach. I don't think he'll be the head coach, but
1: there at least it's just the whole them. entire incompetent organization over there. Anyway, well, so
0: when your owner's out doing blow every week, it's it's kind of hard to be competent.
2: Is that really what Jim Ursa does?
0: Jim Ursay has had many a DUIs uh from alcohol and other substances. Nice. It's
2: gotta be like the most popular GM out there.
0: Um, Some more news coming out of the Patriots camp from Ari Mirov. Uh, They announced earlier uh, today uh, being uh, Thursday that they will be now searching for a new OC shocker. It was Matt Patricia and look how that went this year. Uh, They're also going to be extending Gerard Mayo um, in their defensive core, who was subject to uh, potentially – Uh, coordinator and head coaching hiring earlier on uh, in the week, but they're going to go ahead and extend him and keep him for at least one more year. Uh, You've got some news. Gerard Mayo
2: has been requested around the league for coaching interviews.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, It has been denied by the Patriots and uh, they did extend his contract. So he's not going anywhere for this upcoming season, but don't expect him to stay in new England past this year uh, unless maybe Bill Belichick decides to move on. Something to keep your eyes we on. We can cross our fingers. But... <laughs> uh, Tom Pelissaro uh, was mentioning something about the Panthers earlier today. Uh, looks like they have now put their shoe in for Giants offensive coordinator and former quarterback coach for the Chiefs, Mike Kafka. Very interesting. He's a sought-after guy i tried to keep him in Kansas city as best we could. There was no way we were going to be able to. Um, So look for him to be getting a job this year, if not this year, very, very soon. And in a last little bit of coaching news coming also from Tom Pelosaro about the Broncos is that they conducted a virtual interview on Monday with Michigan's head coach, John Harbaugh. Uh, They have also requested interviews for Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans, and uh, Raheem Morris. Uh Ijiro Iviro interviews uh today being Thursday, uh, although Sean uh Peyton and John Hart or Jim Harbaugh uh will continue to loom pretty large. We'll have to see what turns out with those guys and what happens in Denver. You gotta assume that they're gonna go after, should go after an offensive guy.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're gonna go after D'Amico Ryan's. I've heard that the Texans are trying to go for him, which good for him, former Texan. Sounds perfect for them.
2: A lot of guys on the question question for you guys, though, do we do we buy this uh, multiple teams are interested in. uh, Jim Caldwell. Do do we buy any of the interest in that or or is he just kind of like. You know. To put it not so plainly, just like the, the the token guy you interview.
1: Could be that. I mean, most teams try to man. do that no matter what. But
0: He's a real good coach. I feel like um, you can't do is that. You now? can't. I mean, he's been around the league for a while. I don't know. It depends on how much. Uh, is he a good head the coach? The the Lions. I wouldn't say he's a good head coach. He's a better coordinator or positional coach. Um, is he a good coach? No. Is he... Like you said, possibly the token. It could be they have to change it every year. Whoever that person's going to be, if they're going to do it that way to follow uh, the rules that were set in place, because you you can't do that to Eric B. Enemy again. You just can't.
1: It very well could I'm happen not, to Eric again this year, though.
2: I'm not seeing his name on any of these. Uh, I have not heard interviewers and name stuff like that
0: anywhere. Um, but yeah. don't forget like it's it's still gonna it's gonna be a process like nobody's gonna get hired as a head coach until decently after the Super Bowl, so everybody's gonna
2: do their due diligence doesn't mean I did see be. something on Twitter where like Sean Payton was talking about how the Broncos were already like talking to him, and like he can't interview until January seventeenth and mm-hmm. which is only five days away but like is he is there any investigation as far as i guess they call it tampering um involving Sean Payton right now or
0: i don't know if there can actually be tampering in this case they could if they wanted to call it tampering but the 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 thing is is they can't in-person interview Sean Payton until the 17th. You can talk to him on the phone. You can do virtual. You can do basically whatever you want. He just can't be at your facility or speaking to ownership or GMs face-to-face until the 17th or after. So uh, there there won't be any tampering in, in this case unless he's pictured with somebody sooner than that.
1: Dark Horse team for Sean Payton is going to be the Cardinals, though. You may not think so, but coming out of the draft, Sean Payton was in love with Kyler Murray.
0: Didn't even didn't even think about that one. That's a that's that's a good shout. Uh, We'll get to some uh, other news about players being signed coming from Ian Rappaport. He stated earlier that the Ravens had agreed in principle with all pro linebacker Raquan Smith, who they traded for from the Chicago bears earlier this year. He is now the highest paid at his position an off ball linebacker five years, hundred million dollars, 45 fully guaranteed 60 in total guarantees. Uh, He is the first off ball linebacker to get $20 million per year. And he represented himself, something that a teammate of his, Lamar Jackson, is also doing. Got a big old deal out of that. Uh, I thought this one was pretty interesting. Now that obviously there's some stuff going down in Arizona, um, uh, betting or sports books have started to take bets to see where DeAndre Hopkins would go. Can you guess... Can you, you boys have probably seen it, but if you haven't, can you guess who is the favorite to get DeAndre Hopkins at the moment?
1: Is it the Texans? No.
2: <laughs> I think that bridge is burned. <laughs> A big dime. None
0: other than the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 300. Vegas has the Kansas City what? Chiefs as the favorite to trade and sign DeAndre Hopkins.
1: I think they're gonna put the chiefs in there no matter what just to drive up the asking price for everybody else no matter who it is
0: also the chiefs do have a fairly large need for number
2: one Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but we're gonna be in that conversation no matter what which is why we're historically
2: historically we don't make that move for that guy we always I don't know. Historically, it,
0: we don't have Brett Veach as our GM as well. It's another piece of the pie to throw in there. You've got the cap space. You've got the draft capital. And you've got a GM who likes to go out and make moves and trade away the first-round pick. It depends. Can't happen. Totally depends. I don't think it happens, but Vegas does have us as the favorites. Uh, and some other news about uh, players leaving Uh, Ian Rappaport reported earlier on the Raiders saying that they will begin the process of evaluating the trade market for Derek Carr as they prepare for a decision on their QB for the future. This points to the possibility of Carr who holds a no trade clause and will be part of the organization uh, process, leaving the organization. So he cannot be traded unless he agrees to the trade spot. Uh, which will no doubt hold a, uh, a revised and updated contract for him uh, and will have to be a, a decent spot for him to end up. So most likely, no Indianapolis for Derek Carr.
1: I also said something about uh, the Derek Carr situation, saying that they have to make a decision by February something, halfway through February. They said no matter what, they have to cut him by then or trade him. So... Derek, our news should be happening very, very soon.
0: Why, why would that be the case? Did you look into
1: that? I don't is- remember exactly. It was just a quick uh, little glance, but they already guaranteed no matter what, he will not be back. So he'll not be, no matter what he's gone.
0: That's just interesting that they would say it would have to be February. Cause if I looked at the numbers correctly, his post June one is actually better for the organization versus pre June one. Um, so it'd be—I mean—they may have something set in place by then, but to say that um, it would—it would have to be done in February—that would not benefit. It would—it be, would not benefit the Raiders more. Um, well, they
1: could go ahead and do they that. They do have the designated as a post.
0: well, no, they wouldn't be able to because uh, yeah. if they're doing it for the draft. They would okay. not be able to get the draft picks, so they would have to do it if they're waiting on draft picks. Um, but if they're going to go out and get themselves a veteran, uh, then it would be smarter to do the post. If if you're actually going to come to the cut phase versus trading him for picks, it it, it should be post June one to help out with the cap space. Um in. Let's see what else. We got a uh, some injury news here for the playoffs before we get into our bigger stuff. Uh, to end out the news, uh, Ian Rappaport did speak with Mike McDaniel uh of the Miami Dolphins, who is ruled out to a Tonga So it will it seems to be that it will be Skylar Thompson from K State to be the starter for Miami Dolphins against the Bills in this super wild card weekend. And then Lamar Jackson did put out some information on himself this week in a, in a tweet. He he said, thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a three strain or a grade, uh, grade three strain. Uh, there is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I am in good spirits as I continue treatment on the road to recovery. I will. Wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give it 100% of myself to the guys and fans. I'm hope still hopeful we still have a chance. Uh, so he will be out for what was originally guaranteed no more than three weeks. He's now almost doubled that and will double that by, by not being at the game this week.
2: Yeah. Bills and Bengals get to face Skylar Thompson and Tyler Huntley. So maybe maybe Tyler Huntley. I don't know if Tyler Huntley
0: has cleared concussion protocol at this time.
2: Well, the other guy we don't even know the name of. Don't say (laughs) (laughs)
0: that. And our final bit of news here as we wrap uh, this up, it talks about the AFC championship game coming from uh, Aliana Getzenberg. She uh, spoke with the NFL, and it has been confirmed that if the Bills and the Chiefs are to meet in the AFC Championship game, the neutral site will be held in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This game would be held on Sunday, January the 29th at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Part of the NFL's reasoning, quote, as part of the standard NFL contingency plan, Atlanta was designated as a possible backup host site for postseason games prior to the start of the 2020 season
2: you think eric barry will
0: be there i don't see why not
1: and i i think it's so weird that you just have two outdoor teams and you decide to put them in a dome i understand it's great for ratings and everything but if it's a big game like this they're both gonna be playing outdoors because any other year this would be an outdoor game why not keep it an outdoor game
0: better
2: for everyone better for everyone
0: it's better oh why is it i mean it's not better for the fans simply because it's not in an actual home stadium number one i don't think the bills make it there anyways but if it if this game is to happen um at this location the only people that it doesn't benefit is the fans it benefits the nfl because they're going to make the money out of this and they're not going to give it to atlanta um the the tv ratings are going to be great and honestly, the play on the field is probably going to be great because it's not affected by the elements. You have two gunslinging quarterbacks that now don't have to worry about rain, wind, snow, cold, anything like that. They get to go out there and absolutely sling the ball. And it's going to be great TV no matter what.
2: Hell yeah. Hopefully – We don't Walker have to worry stays, about this. Uh, stays the course from uh, the last game. He's got nothing to do but kick balls from uh, – now until then, um, so playing inside is, uh, you know, hopefully, going to bode well for him in his kicking game, as long as he can stay healthy and not have any more ankle or back
0: issues. But that you is- should wear an it- anklet.
1: <laughs>
0: Does it have an amulet in the anklet?
2: <laughs> Small one.
0: That is it for the news. We do have super Wild wildcard weekend here. Our first game is going to be at three 30. It is the Seattle Seahawks who headed to Levi's stadium and take on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are nine and a half point favorites at home. Do we expect to see Geno absolutely ball out in this game and carry his team, whether it's a loss or win, do we expect him to be able to carry this team against this
2: 49ers team? He won't be carrying them to a win, that's for sure. I think this game can be close. I, I do think the Seahawks are a good team, um, but especially with the way Christian McCaffrey's been playing lately, the 49ers look hard to, hard to beat, regardless of who's playing quarterback for them. They have so much talent. Uh, the CMC trade is looking better and better by the day because their quarterback situation is so, you know, bleak. But Brock Purdy's doing his thing.
1: It I all guess. really depends on if uh, if Brock Purdy makes those crucial mistakes late in the game, and if the Seahawks actually capitalize on that.
2: That could in swing their, it in their favor yeah. for sure. In their first meeting this year,
0: um, it was Gino versus Jimmy after Trey Lance. This is the game that Trey Lance got hurt in very early on. Right. Um, the the 49ers did end up winning that game 27 to 7. Now they did play their second meetup of the season, uh, the third to last game, where the 49ers did win, but it was 21 to 13. Brock Purdy played um and uh, the, the uh, Tyler Lockett was able to come back, but still did have uh, that finger issue. Um, so much, much closer. There should be no injuries on either side, at least to start the game. Uh, is Brock Purdy that guy? Is he the guy that they wanted Trey Lance to be?
2: No, he's not. Uh, I mean, I haven't really watched him play. Is he is he as mobile as Trey Lance?
0: No, he is. I mean, he he's mobile. Don't he's he's not Trey Lance mobile. He's probably not even Patrick Mahomes mobile. Um, <laughs> he does have some movement. He came out of the Big Twelve at Iowa State, where uh, it was mainly pocket passing, but he did still have to to get out and scramble. Um, but no, no. In, in terms of mobility, I, I no. Um now he has had a 300 yard passing game. He has played well. He does have um really good abilities and he's surrounded by weapons left and right. Um uh, I think he's better than Trey Lance. I'll say that. I think he is a much much better quarterback than Trey Lance.
2: You think he's better than Jimmy G? That's I
0: would. If, they bench Jimmy G
2: for Trey Lance at the beginning of the year, and those are those are NFL. They don't. They didn't have a choice. Evaluator. Don't look.
0: Don't don't look too much into it, because those same evaluators said this guy played one season of college football. He sat for two more seasons, and then we went ahead and drafted him, and not only drafted him but traded three first round picks to get him. So don't look yeah. at these evaluators and say you know, whatever, like they got that one wrong, clearly. (laughs) Very, very bad. You traded away three first round picks for Trey Lance. Not only can he not stay healthy, not only did he only play one year of college football, but you also have to say, okay, at some point you have to, you can't pull a Jordan love because you also don't have an Aaron Rodgers. So you have to say very early on, okay, We'll pull the Alex Smith card. We'll let him sit behind the the veteran who we've got for a year. We'll let him learn the offense. We'll put him in and then just see what the guy's got. And lucky enough for the 49ers, they didn't get rid of Jimmy G because they could have been in a world of hurt. But I would I would, was, I I was would take Jimmy G as their best quarterback. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy is easily their second best quarterback. Trey Lance, I could see them moving on and dumping him very, very quickly within the next year. <laughs>
1: That's so hard to do, man, though, because you said his one year of college, that was not even a full year of college ball. Exactly. Is what? This was week three that they played and he got hurt week four, something like that. He was awful. He was in every single game that he played in. Still, he had some signs of what he could do. So just give him some time. And if you're going to cut him within the next year, if he doesn't do anything this year, it's understandable. But Give him the, the, this next year to try something out.
0: Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. They'll give him at least a portion of next year, and if it's not working, they'll move on. But they, they will go back to him this upcoming season in 23-24. Is there anything specifically you guys wanted to cover about how this game will go before we pick it?
1: Uh, I will go ahead and say it's very hard to beat a team three times in a year. And that's what we're looking at right now. So... Keep that in mind with pick them.
2: It is. I think the better defense is going to win this game. And that's on. No question. Who's who's picking first?
0: Um, Let's see. Sean, you did, you won last week. So you get to choose where you go. Tybo got last last week, right? That is right. I'm going to go first. All right. So that puts me at third. Tybo at second. 49ers are at home versus the Seahawks. For the first game of Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home, the 49ers are.
1: Give me the Niners. I want to pick the Seahawks, but I just don't see that happening.
2: <laughs> I'm also picking the Niners.
0: And that'll be pretty easy. I'll tell you what, boys. What I'm going to do is I am – every team that I choose here, I'm going to put it into a parlay, and I'm I'm picking that team. Not by the spread, I will I will take the money line. Cause uh uh they did come out with a stat. Any team that had a nine point or higher uh point differential um over the last two seasons uh backdoor covered 59% of the time. So there's a little stat for you if you're a better. Otherwise. Take it in a money line parlay. Our next game starting on uh, uh on Saturday. It's the night game at 7:15. It is the uh Los Angeles Chargers who will head into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Jags at home here are two and a half point dogs. Mike Williams is a game time decision. The Chargers are very, very injured. They only have 48 active players on their roster as of last week. Uh, that's why most of their starters played and why Mike Williams got injured. Brandon Staley, even though they made the playoffs if I'm the owner, I get rid of the him and bring in Sean Payton immediately um, as soon as the season concludes. But what are your guys' thoughts on Sean uh, Payton? You can't
2: magically make everybody healthy, bro.
0: No, he can't. But if anybody's going to be able to do something with the Chargers and what they have in Justin Herbert, that's going to be the guy you go to.
1: This should not be the night game. At all. <laughs> this is a terrible matchup for a night game.
0: You think this is gonna be a bad like you think somebody's gonna blow out the other team, or is this gonna be I don't another think
2: it's gonna be a The Jags did games. the first time around. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: The Jags whooped that ass. I
1: don't know if it's gonna be another up? battle it's of the mids or a blowout. Very big battle of the mids. Very big.
0: You think Trevor Lawrence shows up as a bust?
1: Oh yeah. In this game. And Justin Herbert will really solidify his place as the fifth worst Chargers quarterback of all time.
2: According to Tybo's top five. Shout out me.
1: For the well then
0: how bad then how bad does uh Trevor Lawrence play in this game?
1: I think it'll be very reminiscent over the past two weeks where he really did not play well at all. That's where he's trending towards. I think he turns it
0: around at all coming into the playoffs with a, with a guy as a head coach of of Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at the helm.
1: No, not at all. Man is a bust. He has had trouble the last few weeks of the season, not playing very well. And it's because of the rest of the players on the team, why they are winning those games. Granted they're playing shitty teams, but. Everybody else on the team did great things, in spite of Trevor Lawrence.
0: Do you trust the Chargers more or the Jags more in this in this game?
1: <laughs> I don't trust either team.
0: <laughs> well, you got to trust one of them more in this game. Who do you trust more? Uh, do, you, do you trust the abilities of second-year head coach Staley, who goes for it on? fourth and three inside their own half? Or do you uh, trust in Doug Peterson to be able to get the job done uh, a little bit more with the weapons that surround his offense and being able to come back from the worst start in the league and, and be able to win their division, and make the playoffs?
1: Hmm. I like Brandon Staley's guts to go for a lot of stuff. A lot of times it's very questionable. Doug Peterson has proven that he does – great things, but at the same time he always throws in one random play, big home run ball play. It's either gonna hit or miss terribly. So it it's really 50-50 up in the air for me with these two teams. Ibo
0: Staley has the guts to go for it um a lot and in really crucial areas where if if missed could could be real bad. The backbone of this Jaguars team is the defense that stand out above and beyond any other portion of their team. Do you think that is going to really hurt Staley? Should he make those boneheaded decisions as he does during the regular season?
2: I don't like Staley's philosophy as a head coach. Let me just say that. Um, He, he, he he doesn't put points on the board in certain situations it, it really really killed him uh in the game to get into the playoffs for the raiders last year um if he went for a field goal a couple of different times that game would have been wrapped up um for the chargers um so you know maybe he has a lucky day i really don't i i think there are some situations where it works um and i still don't like it um but Really what I'm seeing there, they're going to, they're, they're going to they're, they're gonna have some key guys playing that are technically on their injury list. Joey Bosa is a full participant in practice. Um, and everybody else besides Mike Williams is a full participant in practice that are, that's on the chargers uh, injury report right now. I think the chargers is still the better team. I don't think it's the same story as the first game this year. So
0: Do you guys think Staley learns from his past mistakes in a game that matters the most and instead of going for it, plays a little bit more conservatively either to make sure that he doesn't give away good field position or at least puts points on the board when they're needed? Or do you think he sticks to his guns?
1: I think he's definitely going to play a lot more conservative. He will go for it, but he's not going to go for it as much as he does.
2: I think... I mean, the playoffs, like this is going to be his first playoff game coached, right? I I think the field position game is going to matter a lot to them, but expect him to stick to his guns on anywhere near midfield and and further. He's going to go for it on fourth down. He's not going to go for field goals. He's going to go for tutties.
0: Do you think Mike Williams is going to be back to be able to make a difference in this game or, or, or do you think he's going to be out? He
2: didn't practice today. um, But they didn't have Keenan Allen um, in the game prior. I think he's going to be a huge factor in this game. Um, If he gets hurt and goes out, the Chargers are going to be in some trouble because Justin Herbert's not going to have his go-to expect him to get targeted a shit ton of times. Um Keenan Allen is still one of the best route runners in the league regardless of how many injuries he's had and picked up along the way. He he runs crispy routes. Um and Justin Herbert and him have good great chemistry. Um I I think I think this game's going to be close. I think the Jaguars will make it competitive, but I think the Chargers are the better team.
0: Sean Tybo said of the Seahawks and 49ers game that the team with a better defense will win, alluding to the 49ers. What's it going to take for a team to win in this game?
1: Limit the turnovers. Trevor Lawrence is a turnover machine half the time. And Justin Herbert can make some questionable decisions. Along with Brandon Staley making really questionable decisions. So honestly, it just comes down to who has the better head coach.
0: Well, Chargers take on the Jags for the night game on Saturday. The Jags at home are two-and-a-half-point dogs. Sean, who do you got?
1: Rough one here. Uh, got to support the AFC West, though. I'm going to go Chargers.
2: Also taking Chargers.
1: Very, very interesting, boys. I'm going
0: to take the Jags in this go game. Go for it. I don't trust the health of the Chargers, and that's I think that's the most specific reason why I can't pick them um our next game this is the sunday noon game it is the dolphins who go into buffalo and take on the bills the bills at home are 13 and a half point favorites i don't think there really has to be a whole lot said about this game two is already out skyler a rookie is going to be the starter as far as we know it could be teddy but it seems like everybody in the nfl has lost all faith in teddy Tyreek is consistently frustrated. Nobody can get him or Jalen Waddle the ball. And the only thing that they can run in Miami is deep routes um, that get underthrown massively. Is there any scenario, any scenario at all that we believe that the Buffalo Bills will lose this game?
1: The only scenario uh, Skyler
2: made. Thompson goes out and they go wildcat all game.
1: That's about it. Some, something crazy <laughs> happening. Who goes yeah. Who goes
2: under center if if Skyler goes out? Is it Tyreek? It's oh, yeah. gonna It's gonna be a carousel because they have a bunch of running backs over there. But you know, look look for Jeff Wilson to facilitate. You know, I, I think know. he could do it. But Tyreek's gonna be gonna be screaming across the field. Like,
0: <laughs> I would even say more so than 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 Wilson would probably be Moster just simply because. Even though he's not as trusted he's in your, the backfield, he's your option
1: guy. I would, I is would that say,
0: speed? Mike if you flip
2: it out to, if you flip it out to Mostert full speed, that's true. That you're not catching him on the corner, that's true. Zoom, zoom. But they, got, I mean, they have options. But I mean, this is no brainer. With the way, even with Tua. The way he's played the last couple of games, he was in. I don't even think they would have had a shot then. Um, I think, I think it was a little bit of a fluke the first time around. I don't think the, the Bills really took him seriously. Um, but this is—it's not looking good for the Dolphins, man.
0: Is Tua done in Miami? Ooh.
1: Who knows? Tua just may be done in general.
0: I mean, all, all three of us I know. On the same page, if you're another NFL team, you don't take a shot on Tua at least for a year, at least for a year. Um, let that brain recover. Um, Miami, we, given the quarterbacks they are going to be on the market this upcoming year, should most definitely go after somebody else and just allow Tua either to, to sit on the IR and, and wait or just kind of cut his contract. Uh, short like you were thinking of doing last year anyways right I mean they should they should be looking to go after a guy like Lamar Jackson to be able to lead them you've got the cap space I believe pay him the 250 million and get ready to ride that pony all the way to as far as you can get
2: an AFC championship game
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's why I didn't say Super Bowl (laughs)
2: right
0: all right. Well, let's get down to this one then. It is the Dolphins and the Bills uh, in Buffalo, thirteen and a half points. Safe to say, we all choose the Bills to win this game. Yes, sir. Then
1: that brings Same us. Enough,
0: <laughs> that brings us to our next game on Sunday. It is the three forty game, the Giants versus the Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings here are three point favorites only. What are your thoughts initially? Uh, with the Vikings only being three-point favorites?
1: Well, uh, first thought is this is not a noon game, so I don't know why the Vikings are favored. (laughs) Second thought is they have a negative point differential. How? How are they favored still? The Giants
0: also have a negative point differential?
1: But they don't have 13 wins. That's fair.
0: Which, I mean, should bode a little bit more for the Vikings given that they're going to go against what we believe clearly to be an inferior team. Um, and and they've shown that they have almost no ability to come back being down in any game and really can't compete anywhere with weapons nor stopping power on the defensive side to to go against a high caliber team like this. I don't even think they have the coaches available to be able to stop anything that's going on with the
2: Vikings. Hmm. Interesting thoughts, Tybob. I've been seeing a lot of, of people that break down film and put up little clips on Twitter like the Giants are a well-coached team. They've had a decent defense the, throughout the entire season. And I think this might be the perfect concoction for an upset you have a team in the Vikings that has been highly suspect all season, even with as good a record as they have. And the Giants just rested everybody the last week of the season. They, you know, I, I think might want to do a little bit more research if you're going to knock their coaches, because there's a lot of people out there that say they're a very well-coached team. Um, and they, I think, they of any upset of any lower seed, in this first round, the giants have the best chance to, you know, beat the higher CDT to pull the upset off.
0: Meaning that they're not well coached. I just don't think they have the player personnel nor the coaching abilities to be able to stop this high power of an offense. The last time they met up was three weeks before the end of the season The Minnesota Vikings did win only 27 to 24. However, Kirk Cousins went off for uh, 34 of 48 with three touchdowns, and uh, they ended up tacking on another 83 yards of rushing. Justin Jefferson went off 12 receptions for 133 yards. TJ Hawkinson had 13 receptions for 109 yards. If you're allowing two players to get that many yards and that many receptions, it's a, that's a tough ask
2: to come around it's, on the second it's hour. the NFL man they're going to be looking at that film the last last week of the season uh Justin Jefferson got shut down or maybe it was the week before second to last, but yeah. there there's there's film on how to stop him um i know his the season he's had has been you know up there with the greats um, but there's there's things you can do to slow a guy like that down and really, if you do, the the options underneath him are not, you know, solid. They're not shoe ins They're not what are, they're not guarantees. They're not locks. So, you know, TJ Hawkinson is probably their better, best skill position player outside of him. You know, throw in Dalvin Cook, who does get injured quite a bit. Um, but first, full season, I believe.
0: Good, good for, for him. Full season happy for, Dalvin happy Cook. for him. Truly am sean we're just oh go ahead i'm sorry
1: i i honestly think that the giants should have won the first matchup even giving up all that yardage they lost by three points it was the last second field goal a lot of stuff went crazy at the end of that game i still thought the giants should have won that game so
0: a lot of people are leaning towards this viking side but one of the things that you know were are that get missed is the vikings actually have the worst defense in the league by every single metric and by dvoa they are the 32nd ranked defense in the league they allow the most points they allow the most yards receptions and rushing yards they are the worst by literally everything that you can look at on a sheet of paper and if you watch the film you can see that they are god Awful. In the last meeting with the Giants, Daniel Jones went 30 for 42 for 334 yards. He did only have one touchdown and one interception, but then also rushing wise, the team went off for 126 yards. Saquon Saquon Barkley had 14 carries for 84 yards, averaging six yards a carry. Daniel Jones also averaged eight and a half yards a
2: carry in this game. Wow. See, Chiefs fans, it, it, it could be worse. It <laughs> could be I, you, much worse. You can't get worse. I, I think historically, we've
0: talked about spags down in, in the Saints of the year uh, we had Bob Sutton and lost in the AFC championship game. I almost don't think that you can get worse than what the Vikings have this year in their defensive team.
2: That sucks because that that offense can do a lot of great things. I just talked a bunch of shit on him, but Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson is a is a great three headed monster at at your skilled positions.
1: I noticed there was one th- name you did not say there though that is probably the most important player that they need to have a good game with. Kirk Cousins. Jalen Rager. Oh Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh it's not noon. He struggles whenever it's not noon. So Look for him to struggle again this week.
2: I thought he's had a couple of good mid-afternoon games, right? He's had a couple sometimes. He's had
1: a couple. Sometimes, but most Very of the time.
2: Tybo, we've talked about
0: in the Seahawks game best defense, better defense wins in the last game. Uh, we talked about uh turnovers. What's it gonna take for either of these teams to win
2: on Sunday? The ball is really in Minnesota's court, but the game planning for the Giants, how do they stop the offensive monster that is Minnesota? They should be able to score plenty of points. If the defense can hold them, get some stops here and there, then it's their game to win. Uh, so, that I mean, that's pretty much it. Justin Jefferson is your focus. How do you stop him? You know, start there, and your defense should be able to have a pretty good game. Um, but we all know how difficult that is. Boys, Giants
0: in Minnesota, Vikings at home are three-point favorites. Let's get down to picking this one. Sean, who do you got?
1: Tabo said it earlier. This is one of the only matchups where we can actually see a lower seed upset. And I'm gonna go with the upset. Give me the G man.
2: know. Same here. Dude, Sorry.
1: come on. I should have I should have picked second. <laughs>
0: You can't switch it now. I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, they've got the worst defense. I just can't trust Daniel Jones in any situation whatsoever. I can trust Saquon.
1: Can you? Yeah. I because mean, in this,
0: with, with both defenses giving up as many yards and as, as many scores as they are, I don't think Saquon can score enough.
2: I think he can't.
0: Well, it's our final game on Sunday. It is the night game. It is the Baltimore Ravens who head into Cincinnati and take on the Bengals who are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Lamar Jackson is out uh, the last matchup. It was the final game of the season. Baltimore got absolutely obliterated, and you could look earlier on in the season when Lamar was healthy, but there's not really any reason to given Lamar's is not going to be in and that changes the entire outlook of the Ravens and what they can do much like the bills game. I, I don't think that, is there anything that the Ravens can do anything at all where they can win this game?
2: I, I do believe so. Yes. Uh, their philosophy, their style of offense, um, running the ball heavy, mixing it up with the types of runs, getting different players involved in the running game and then throwing that ball to Isaiah likely. I think if they get everything to fall their way, their best case scenario, yes, the Ravens can win this game. It's just going to be super difficult for them. They're going to have to try 10 times harder to win this game than Cincinnati does.
1: Yeah. Big problem with Cincinnati this year has been the lulls in the games where they just start playing really bad and start having quite a few turnovers. If Baltimore can force Cincinnati into one of those lulls again. They have a great chance, but if Joe Burrow comes out ready to go, mistake-free football, it won't be pretty.
0: I've been I've been talking about it ever since the uh, the issues that perspired after the cancellation of the Bills Bengals game. I think the Bills are going absolutely scorched earth the this postseason. Uh, They are very pissed off about what the NFL has done to them. Uh, And while the Ravens do host a solid defense that has been able to mitigate any issues, um, there are too many weapons on this Bengals team, and there's not enough going on in Baltimore without Lamar Jackson to be able to hold possession and keep control of the game in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we'll just we'll pick this one real quick the Bengals at home are nine and a half point favorites Sean who do you got
1: give me the Bengals same for Tybo right I would
2: really like to pick the Ravens the the key to this game is the trenches if Cincinnati's O-line plays really really bad the Ravens D-line plays really really good this game might be close but I am picking the Bengals because I don't think it's it's gonna go a lot like the last game. Bengals get up early, Ravens try to claw their way back in, but it's just not gonna be enough.
0: I'll move us to the final game of Super Wildcard weekend. It is the Monday night game at 7:15. The Cowboys head into Tampa and take on the Bucks, who are two and a half point dogs in this game. Everybody is back and healthy. Monday night playoff game? Monday night playoff? What?
2: Uh,
0: Everybody's back and healthy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Most of them were able to at least get half a game off in week 18. The Cowboys played absolutely awful, led by their awful quarterback, who – only playing 12 games, leads the NFL in 15 interceptions. He also leads the NFL with most total turnovers for a quarterback. He has as many turnovers, actually, I think more turnovers than Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. Dak has been absolutely garbage this season and is not worth the $40 million per year that the Dallas Cowboys have decided
2: to give him. Is Tom Brady going to do it? Here's here's the thing. When Dak has a good regular season, he shits the bed in the playoffs. Dak's had a bad regular season. Now the opposite's about to happen. Dallas is going to NFC Championship game.
0: No shot. Not with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Listen, you have Aaron Rodgers on that team, fine. Yes. And that team, honestly, very good. They have a Very good and competent defense. As long as Tony Pollard is healthy, you definitely have a shot in the run game. When you've got a quarterback like Dak, who loves to turn the ball over, at least in this season, there's nothing that's going to be able to get you down the
2: field and scoring points when you don't even get in range. We'll see. Honestly, and and let's, let's back this up just a second here. Where are the days when you know Jameis Winston would throw thirty some odd interceptions in a season, bro? Like what league leading fifteen interceptions. What's happening? The picks aren't happening. That's what's happening. They're not throwing
1: the ball.
0: Patrick Mahomes has changed the game so much that you they'd rather a team would rather start Andy Dalton, who will go three and out, instead of turning the ball over with Jameis Winston. <laughs> the man has had 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 ample opportunities to come back in and play because he was healthy after the injury early on in the season he he had a solid half a season that he could have came in and played you know what the the saints said said no we are fine without your turnovers we'd rather stick with a red rifle who is far past his days of being an nfl quarterback yet we're going to keep him in and go three and out every single drive
1: yeah but they kind of also like did not do very well with his spinal injury whenever he got hurt there, so gotta take that into effect, too.
2: It's spinal. spinal.
1: Spinal. Here's another crazy thing for you for the year with the Cowboys. Their defense sucks whenever they play on grass. Whenever they play on turf, they look dominant and ready to go. Whenever it's grass, they play like shit.
2: Is well, it, it all turf from here out? No.
0: Tampa has grass but
2: they are Tampa has grass
0: they have grass they called the grass pad who's
2: high on grass high on grass grass
1: another big thing for this game though as well oh my god Tom Brady's (laughs) 10-0 against the Cowboys how many
2: big things you got
1: those two (laughs) 10-0 against the Cowboys will that streak come to an end
2: Yeah. Micah Parsons is about to break his leg. (laughs) He's going to go full Bernard Pollard on Tom Brady.
0: Don't forget, Tampa's got everybody back healthy. That's Lenny Fournette. They've also got Tristan Wurst back. Their entire offensive line is back. And as bad as Tom Brady has been this year, they seem to have gotten on a little bit of a good note before ending the season. With a loss? Uh, <laughs> second to last
1: game there,
0: buddy. second to last game let's get down into picking this game then we've got the Cowboys who head into Tampa to play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who are two and a half point dogs at home Sean who are we taking
1: I feel like I could never bet against Tom Brady but I did pick the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs so give me the boys god damn it john dude
2: you can't be serious I, everything i've been talking about i'm going to pick the cowboys i'm 100 made my case for them you were even saying
1: that the, the bucks were gonna i know win. but i that picked the cowboys was... at the beginning of the year i can't back up on them now
2: you you wouldn't stand on your words about trevor lawrence and now like what? i went back on my the words on trevor Lomit. lawrence oh my god I can't stand you sometimes. <laughs> I'm trying I've, to make it competitive, but like, you can't catch. You he can catch you. Catch he's you. only. No, he can't.
1: He's he only. He has he's all same same well, right now, we have he's, all the same picks. It's not over right now. though.
2: all the
0: same picks. He's only four games behind you. He would need a big upset, but it is possible to catch you. He is not out of it yet. Neither am I. We no, I think all, you're out of okay. it. Right. You and Sean do have all the same picks. I've picked
2: a few different you are, You're the only one that can make up ground right now, this week. Damn. And there's less games next week, right? Nah, there no. are
0: less than same there are
2: less than six games less, next less, week. Less less games next you've week. Got, you've got four four games. Don't next week. speak don't 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 do that. Switch
1: on my picks, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
2: switching just, just a just single it, one of them. Just kidding. Hey, okay. It. You allowed it in the past. We don't know. There's no (laughs) set rules here. Why do we even make picks if we can just. What do you mean? They're
0: solidified. Calm down, Tybo. You get so worked
1: up, man.
2: I love it. This is is what's driving the content right now, guys.
1: Content creator Tybo.
2: Our hour-long
1: podcast. (laughs) Content machine.
2: You know what? This is.
0: Only our hour-long podcast will only be one quarter of one of the games that's being played every single quarter of every single game. We'll take one hour with thousands of commercial breaks per quarter. There'll be timeout breaks every four minutes. So get ready for that. Now we're, we're in playoff mode. This is where the NFL makes their money. So expect there to be... Slow them games down, brother. <laughs> Slow them down. <laughs> Everybody gets six timeouts. <laughs> and then you get twelve TV timeouts per
2: quarter as well. Four cha- four coaches challenges.
1: Start them of the week. Get used to watching commercials. Sit them of the week. Your ass in a couch. All right, solid. Well, that's
0: it for Super Wildcard Weekend. We will be back next week to break down exactly what happened, who's moving on, and if everybody's out of pick them or if we have a very close race Tybo will be bringing another top five so make sure you stick around for that we'll catch you next week as always go Chiefs go Chiefs! Go Chiefs.